0: What up, and welcome into another edition of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm James R. P. and it is great to be with you. I hope you had a wonderful Christmas and a wonderful holiday. It is great to be back. It is great to talk to you. A ton to get to Joe Goodberry of the Athletic on the show tomorrow. A uh, quick reminder: we're the only daily Bengals podcast out there. So yes, we took a couple days off for the holiday, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. Back at it today, back with you the rest of the week. And let's dive into it here. By the way, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you get your podcasts. On Twitter, at JamesRapine and at LockedOnBengals. By the way, real quick before we dive into it, I know I tweet about Cleveland. It's part of my job now. But we're also at LockedOnBengals, which is all Bengals stuff. And I know I showed Baker Mayfield some love, but you do not do not have to blame that on Cleveland because regardless of whether or not I moved to Cleveland for my new job at 92-3, the fan I say new because it's three weeks old, regardless, guess who I was a fan of during the draft, pre-draft? Guess who I was a fan of when he came in on Thursday Night Football and led the Browns to their first win in over 18 months? Guess who was the guy hyping up Baker Mayfield first overall? I was. So regardless if I'm in Cincinnati, if I'm in Cleveland, if I'm in Jupiter, it doesn't matter. I'm still going to give you my opinions, and that's why I want you to listen to this podcast because you're going to get me uh, completely 100% honest with you. My complete 100% honest take, it doesn't matter if I'm by the lake, if I'm in Cincinnati, at the Queen City, by the Ohio River, it doesn't matter where I'm at. And with that, let's dive in to today's show. We have plenty to talk about in the quarterback position. It's something we're going to talk a lot about. But first, I want to talk about Joe Mixon. I want to talk about this team. I want to talk about the direction of it and why I'm worried and why I think you're worried and why I think overall uh, the report over the weekend that I had said, I believe, on the podcast. I know I said it Sunday. Hopefully, I said it last week on the podcast because it's something I said on 700 WLW when I was on there as a guest last week previewing Browns-Bengals. Simple, simple, simple to me. I think Hugh Jackson might be the next Bengals offensive coordinator. I think Vance Joseph, the moment he gets fired by Denver, could become the next head coach. or not, Not head coach, excuse me. He's the head coach of Denver. Could become the next defensive coordinator of the Broncos. And Marvin Lewis could remain as head coach. With all of the injuries, I think it's a possibility. And... The best comparison I could see is Marvin Lewis. I want to see this team. I want to see Andy Dalton. I want to see A.J. Green in his prime, still at his peak. I want to see all these guys, Joe Mixon and John Ross and all of them, without Marvin Lewis. Uh, A perfect example of this is Frank Pollock, uh, who's the offensive coordinator for the Bengals, a guy that the Bengals were so ecstatic to get after moving on from Paul Alexander, and what he's done with that offensive line, I don't think the Bengals' offensive line is that talented. I don't think Billy Price is that good right now from a talent perspective. I'm not sure he's better than Trey Hopkins. Uh, Alex Redman, I think he's he's got the attitude they look for. I don't think he's that talented. I think Cordy Glenn needs to lose some weight and has been underwhelming in his first year with the Bengals, especially with the money um, that they're paying him, especially with the contract that, that he's on and, and them giving up draft capital to get him moving back nine spots in last year's draft. Clint Bowling has been Clint Bowling. But outside of that, they really need talent on that offensive line. I think Frank Pollock's gotten the most out of that talent. What other position group can you say this team is getting the most out of? Did Bill Lazor get the most out of Andy Dalton? He did through four weeks, and then that was it. Has Bob Bicknell gotten the most out of the wide receivers? Has Bill Lazor gotten the most out of the offense in general? Has Marvin Lewis gotten the most out of Joe Mixon? The answer is no, 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 and no. Joe Mixon is the example. There's no debate about his talent. right? We can debate about John Ross or some of these other young players or C.J. Uzama who's having a a relatively good season in a a contract year. But the one guy that we all agree that is is extremely talented, and there's really no no way to argue it or dispute it, is Joe Mixon. And that's the prime example. Do you think Joe Mixon is being utilized to his full effectiveness, effectiveness, being set up for success? If the answer is no... How do you get that? And to me, it's changing head coaches. Could Hugh Jackson get more out of, uh, you know, out of a guy like Joe Mixon? Sure. Can Can Hugh Jackson be a good offensive coordinator in this league? Yes, we've seen that. But this idea that you need to bring the band back together, Marvin Lewis, one more year, one more year. I think it's likely. I would say I got asked yesterday, this at at, at a Christmas family party, and I would say it's a sixty percent chance that he's back. I think it's a thirty percent chance it's someone like a Vance Joseph or a Hugh Jackson that we've seen before replacing Marvin and Marvin just goes off into the sunset. And then I think there's the outside, you know, 10%, 10%, maybe less than that chance that it's someone new. But I think if you're a Bengals fan, that's all you're thinking about right now. I, I mean, that's it. I've had so many people casual Bengals fans come up to me and my family. And I say that because they're very casual. You know, if the game's on, they'll watch it on Sunday. But it's not like they're diehards that are looking for Bengals podcasts like this one or diehards and they're listening to sports talk every single day. No, they don't do that. But what they've done is they've come up to me multiple times during the party, uh, cr- multiple Christmas parties, family events over the weekend saying, yeah, what uh, what's going to happen with Marvin? They can't really bring him back, can they? And when I have you know, aunts, you know, cousins who, who don't give a damn about the, the Bengals come up to me, uh, acquaintances coming up to me, asking me about that. That's when you know that it's real. And so I think there is a chance that Mike Brown, that he feels that because otherwise there's not going to be anyone at Paul Brown Stadium next year. There just isn't, even if they get off to a good start because they got off to a good start this year and they folded, they crumbled. So it, it to me will be quite interesting to see. What the Bengals do this offseason. One thing I think they should do, um, and and I've been on team draft a quarterback for the past couple of years, really since year two, year three of Andy Dalton, it was like, all right, it's time to look. It's time to explore. It's time to be open to uh, a new quarterback and, and looking for that elite talent. Well, they haven't, and they passed on Pat Mahomes. They passed on Deshaun Watson. They passed on Lamar Jackson. They didn't, instead of trading up in the draft potentially this year to get a Rosen or someone like that, at the 12th spot, we're trading up from that spot. They traded back, and then they passed on Lamar, which is fine, but it's not because there's something happening in the draft. There's breaking news today, and I think it impacts the Bengals a lot. I'll get to that next on the Locked on Bengals podcast, but first, a word from my bookie because if you're betting on any of the NFL games, whether it's the playoffs coming up or this week 17 edition of the Bengals where they opened, by the way, 15 and a half point underdogs. Whew. And the thing is, is I think the Steelers could cover that. Anyways, um, if you're betting on any game, college bowl games, NBA games, my bookie is where to do it. They have live betting, in-game betting, the best player perks in the business. I've told you about it all season long, and I'm telling you now, if you want to lay down some cash and win, you know who's going to win. So put it down at MyBookie. It's easy to use. Just go to MyBookie online. And right now, if you make your first deposit with promo code LOCKEDON25, they're going to give you a 50% bonus. That's it. 50% bonus. So if you deposit 50 bucks, you can get 50% of that. Um, So they get free money. Use free money to win money. Put in your pocket. You spent a lot of money during the holidays. You probably bought Christmas presents. The best Christmas presents, right? You're the best gift giver. Maybe you bought a little action heat jacket or something like that. Replenish those funds with my bookie all you got to do locked on 25 is the promo code go there use that promo code make a deposit you know who's going to win bowl games you know who's going to win in the nba you know who's going to win in the nfl lay down some cash and win big today with my bookie you play you win you get paid with my bookie
1: if you're looking for the most comprehensive nfl draft coverage this offseason Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Welcome back into the Locked On Bengals Podcast. Uh, bad news for the Bengals today. And no, it's not on the injury front. No, it's not really affecting the 2018 version of this team. That's now 6-9 and nine on the year. It's the first time during the Marvin Lewis era that they've had three straight losing seasons. No, not that at all. Instead, uh, the bad news is really the, an organization problem. It's, there's no denying, uh, and I've heard this, the Bengals realize that they should adjust the quarterback position at some point soon. The problem with that and the problem with them not doing it in the past is that this year's quarterback class isn't good. It's thin right? I mean, we already, we'd already we already talked about it some on this podcast, but it's Dwayne Haskins from Ohio State, Justin Herbert from Oregon, Will Greer from West Virginia, Drew Locke from Missouri. Uh, all of those guys are in the mix. I'm probably missing a couple. Kyler Murray, is he going to play football? Is he not? I don't think so, but you never know. Anyways, one's returning to college, and that's Justin Herbert. And I thought he was going to potentially go first overall. I think it was between him and Haskins, and it was going to be a knockdown, dragout battle to go first overall in the draft. Now, to me... Justin Herbert declaring, uh, or not declaring, but uh, coming back, going to Oregon. It's just awful for this Bengals organization, and it's really awful for any team that is looking for a quarterback. Because now, if you're the Bengals, you need a quarterback, and the quarterback isn't going to be there potentially. Now, let's say you draft 12th, right? you 12th, 11th, in that range. Well, now, Haskins probably going first, and there was a chance that maybe one of those quarterbacks falls to six, seven. maybe you move up, you get aggressive, now it's not going to happen. So you're either going to have to reach in round one or take a quarterback in round two, three, four that doesn't project to be the starter, that doesn't project to be better than Andy Dalton long term. And that's not what I want. I don't want to draft a quarterback just to draft a quarterback. I've never been about that. I want the Bengals to draft a quarterback for the long term. I want the Bengals to draft a quarterback with the Alex Smith, Pat Mahomes ideal in mind, idea in mind of, all right, we are going to groom this guy behind Andy Dalton for a year. He's going to learn behind a pro's pro, and then we're going to trade Andy, get a bunch of draft capital. And what's what's really interesting to me about what happened last year, last year was the season, either 2016, 2017, uh, those drafts, uh, or 2017, 2018, excuse me, those drafts, those were the years to draft a quarterback because now there, there isn't a quarterback class over the next two years that's particularly high end no one considers them high end so Andy Dalton would be worth more on the trade market this year Andy Dalton would be worth more on the trade market next year than he ever would be in years past last year didn't have the value that he does going into this year even with the injury I think he has value because there's going to be someone that pays a pretty penny to get Joe Flacco there's going to be someone that says all right Tyrod Taylor can be that stopgap Andy Dalton, if you would have drafted Lamar Jackson, if you would have traded up and got a Josh Rosen or a Josh Allen, and I, I'm not saying I was a fan of any of them, but if the Bengals had found that franchise quarterback in the past or the guy that they think could be that and replace Andy Dalton, then this offseason when there aren't many quarterbacks available, when quarterback prices has gone up, the asking price has gone up because the supply just wasn't there, that's when you want to sell. And instead, now the Bengals almost have to hold on. The Bengals have to hold on for dear life and hope that uh, they could find someone in the draft. And maybe they do. But someone like Justin Herbert going back to Oregon, that really impacts things. It does. Everyone moves up. Again, everyone moves up. What does that do? That impacts what you can do in the draft. And there's going to be some really good players. And we've had uh, brief discussions about this with Joe Goodberry. There's going to be some really good players in this draft. No doubt about it. is going to be a position there, and maybe they get a, the franchise left tackle from Alabama. Maybe that happens. At the same time, it would have been great to do that, to have your quarterback of the future in, let's just say, Lamar Jackson, right, where you already had your left tackle, Cordy Glenn, you traded back, you had the guy in Lamar. You might disagree, but then you're able to use Andy Dalton and get – multiple draft picks in this year's draft and in the future. That is how you rebuild on the fly. That is how you maintain um not only stability but competitiveness and you really double your chances of having success. Because let's say Lamar didn't have it after year 1, then you could have kept Andy. But if he did flash like he is in Baltimore, then you could have moved on from Andy, gotten multiple draft picks and really taking advantage of the market and where it is. So it, it and it's easier for me to say it than it is them. They didn't. And I, I talked to other, multiple people over the weekend uh, about this um, with the Bengals. They just didn't feel like Lamar was the guy. And that's fine. Not always going to agree. I'm not always going to agree with them. You're not always going to agree with them, etc. We all disagree on John Ross, it seems like. I still think he could play. I had someone come up to me yesterday like, yeah, you're wrong on Ross. Fine. Whatever. Um, point being... We all get some right. We all get some wrong. And I'm not saying I'm wrong about Ross. But the fact that the Bengals didn't draft Lamar, that's fine. I'm not going to be so critical about that. That's fine. But the point is, is last year was the year to draft a quarterback. Whether that would have been not making the Cordy Glenn trade, which again, I praised, and moving up to get Rosen or moving up to get Josh Allen. I mean, moving up to get Rosen, that would have been cheap. Moving up a couple draft spots, that would not have cost a lot. It wouldn't have. And you're going to say, oh, well, you never knew what was going to be there. Yeah, but you knew that Raquan Smith might be around. You knew Tremaine Edmonds, Leighton Vanderhurst. You knew there would be some high-end players in that 7-12 to range where you were drafted. Derwin James would have fallen to you at 12. So trading back hurt the Bengals, especially from a quarterback standpoint, especially if they didn't like Lamar. That's the key there. If they liked Lamar, then it would have worked out wonderful. Instead, they're stuck with the center who hasn't had much of an impact who's played now a decent amount of games, who's been healthy, and I think that's the difference between Ross last year and and Price this year, is now Price has played healthy. Ross didn't really have a a healthy stretch last year, ever, 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 ever. I'm not calling Price a bust. I think he could still be a really good player. I think he has a good attitude, which is very important, and he is a competitor. But I think this team is a couple years behind. They're a step or two behind, which is not where you want to be in the NFL. You want to be ahead. You don't want a quarterback when there aren't any quarterbacks available, when the draft is thin at the quarterback position. In the next two years, that's what it projects to be, and that's when the Bengals are going to try to draft one. Is this draft or the next draft? No matter how you feel about Andy Dalton, that's ridiculous. They're going to draft a quarterback in the next couple of years, and it is thin at that spot. So now you're rolling the dice even more so than you would be normally in the draft on a quarterback. So just something there to think about, something there to chew on. Justin Herbert declaring, it impacts the Bengals and in a negative way. I'm James Erpine. This is the Locked On Bengals podcast. We will have more on the future of this podcast. Who's going to host it? What's going to happen? Um, in in the upcoming weeks, after the new year, after the season, that will uh, that will certainly come up. But uh, thank you so much for tuning in today. Thank you so much for listening throughout the year. We're going to pass over a, a half a million—well, we've already passed over a half a million listens— we're going to get close to 600,000 listens on Locked On Bangles. And that's with me taking a, a week off in June because of an engagement and being on vacation and stuff like that. That's with the transition uh, to Cleveland. That, that's with. You know, the the team being awful over the past couple of months and and being ravaged by injuries and the apathy with Marvin Lewis. So thank you so much for making it such a successful year of Locked on Bengals. If this is my last season and and it feels like it is, um, uh, it's all thanks to you that this has become a successful brand, a successful podcast and something that plenty of other media members are interested in hosting and doing uh, in in the Cincinnati area and, and those that cover the Bengals. So thank you for that. Continue to uh, listen, subscribe, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app. There's going to be a ton of locked-on Bengals coverage from the offseason with the draft and free agency and what the Bengals can do, obviously coaching watch too. That isn't changing. So this is the podcast for you. If you want daily Bengals coverage, this is it, period. I'm James Erpine. Thank you for listening. Don't forget, follow on Twitter at James Rpain and at Locked on Bengals and drop us a voicemail at 513 666 0328. That's the official Locked On Bengals hotline. Until tomorrow, when Joe Goodberry of The Athletic will join us, thank you so much for listening to the Locked On Bengals podcast.
1: Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.